0: joined by Jerry Mayor judson and um, we were talking uh, during the break uh, regarding short-term rentals, Airbnb. We've spent a lot of time on this issue here at CKNW, and mm-hmm. um, you and I were talking a few weeks ago. Uh, you live um, in Burnaby, around Metrotown. I do indeed. And so were you noticing, like, after this legislation came down that things were happening?
1: Oh my gosh. So fall, the end of fall is, yeah. or yeah, whatever, middle of fall, end of October, Yeah, slow real estate season right we yeah. conceive of if you want to buy a house you do it tax return time you do it in the spring it's when people make big purchases slow market usually but i've been seeing because i do i live right in the middle of it i live right across the street from metrotown sky street sky train station mm-hmm. and i've seen like there are. i looked online there are dozens of condos for sale in metrotown mm-hmm. last weekend between my apartment and metropolis mall i walked past four open houses four of them going on the same day. And the weekend before there was three to five of them, I think as well. So I thought about it and I'm like, well, this is supposed to be slow real estate season, but I was like, what gives, but of course what does give is the mid October, the provincial government said that there's going to be new legislation around and regulations around short term rentals. So I thought, Oh, is this, Because of the legislation, Mm because I know for sure there are Airbnbs in my neighborhood. I've looked it up just to see because I wanted to make myself angry when I was living there. (laughs) I was like, what perfectly good apartment is on Airbnb (laughs) right now? I wanted to make
2: (laughs) myself angry.
1: I do it a lot. I tick myself off a lot. (laughs) uh, (laughs) So I did. I went and I talked to, because I was really curious. I went to Leo Spaltholtz. He is an independent real estate analyst and at House Hunt Victoria. That's his website. It's his blog. And he's also a zoning reform advocate with Homes for a Living. So I asked Leo, is there a similar situation in Victoria?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a huge jump, right? Usually, I've, what I've been doing is tracking. The listings in these previously grandfathered buildings, there was about 18 of them in downtown Victoria that allowed short-term rentals. And now it's being it's being phased out. And there's been a big jump in listings in those buildings, right? That's happening both in the resale market, so they're being listed for sale, and also being listed for long-term rentals.
1: From what I've been reading, it doesn't sound like the units that are, are for sale now, it doesn't sound like they're exactly priced to sell either.
2: No. And I did an analysis on, you know, what is the short term rental premium, right? I mean, these places that allowed short term rentals were selling for more, you know, they tend to be smaller units. So you have to compare it. To similar units. My uh, conclusion there was it's about 10 to 15%, right, was that short-term rental premium. And unfortunately for owners, that evaporated overnight, right? As soon as that announcement came in, that's basically gone. And then the secondary effect is, you know, all things equal, more condos on the market means a downward pressure on prices. And the market was already cooling and there's already inventory building. So due to higher rates, so it kind of piles on top of each other there.
1: Good news if you are trying to access a home, but bad news if, of course, you're trying to maybe cut your losses on an investment that's not going to work out in the 2024 wedding season like you thought it was going to.
2: Yeah, and I mean, if we look right now, um, there's 63 listings for condos uh, up right now for sale that are in these short-term rental buildings. That's very unusual for this time of year. And there's only been one sale of any of those units since those regulations came into effect. So I think that gives you a clue as to where buyers think the value is and and where sellers think the value is. And and they're quite far apart at this point.
1: Do you like have any predictions on what winter might look like in the Victoria real estate world? Do you think we're going to see even more of this offloading happening? Do you think people are going to maybe try to snatch them up? Do you feel comfortable speculating?
2: Yeah, it's always hard to predict, right? I think most predictions about real estate end up being wrong. But I do think for this particular niche of, you know, small downtown condos that were previously short-term rentals, that's going to be an extremely tough market, right? You know, this rush of supply, it's Already at a time when people aren't really buying because of high interest rates, investors especially have pulled back because the numbers just just don't work anymore. And you know, also we're going into the winter, right? That's when buying activity usually drops off very drastically in in November and December. So. You know, unless a seller is gonna be very, very flexible with their price, that's gonna be a, a tough argument to make to sell something right now. I don't think a lot of other cities other than perhaps Kelowna had these buildings that were really zoned for short term rentals and so they attracted a lot of short term rentals. So the impact of the the Airbnb regulation as a whole is not that high, but in Victoria and potentially in Kelowna, it's going to be a bigger impact in the short term, right? Because these units are coming back to the market.
0: And also, one would argue... that interest rates uh, are not going to go down very fast. And so these folks are stuck with these as well. I mean, it's going to be a while. Mm-hmm. I was just looking um, at some numbers with Keith Baldry uh, during the 4 o'clock, uh, first half of the 4 o'clock. So CMHC says that well um, 300,000 homeowners have already been hit with significant, significantly higher payments because of the rising interest rates. That's right. But uh, in 2024 and 2025, up to 2.2 2 million mortgage borrowers will be renewing. That's 45%, nearly 50% of all outstanding mortgages in the country. Oh, wow. So the pain that we're talking about, Passed we're not off. there yet. So the next two years if it, with interest rates up is going to be significant. And the cumulative increase, they believe, is going to be about $15 billion in extra payments for all those people. So people say, oh, the interest rate's rising, and it's, it's hitting the market. It is. But we're not even there yet. We're not even there yet because it has to exactly. These things
1: take longer than we anticipate, and
0: yeah. then people locked into those five year closed, right? Yeah. So so far, they, a lot of them have been protected, but they're all coming up. So fifty percent. Almost fifty percent of all the mortgages out there still haven't come up yet.
1: That's so. terrifying. It is. Everyone is scared. Renters are scared that the people that own their homes are, of course, going to you know hike the rent, and then homeowners, of course, are terrified because if your cost of living all of a sudden goes up, what two thousand extra dollars a month in the really negative, like, in the really like negative end, that's crazy to me. Like that is, I don't understand how people are allowed to get
0: away with that. Well, it's <sighs> uh, some will call it the economists may call it a readjustment. I would call it a bloodbath in some cases. Hundred percent, I'm you with have, you. If you have stretched yourself thin. Yeah. I think some people have, and that's the sad part. But, you know, I think ultimately the core issue, whether, you, you know, you're an Airbnb person or not, housing still has to be for local people first.
1: 100%. Right? I agree with and you. And
0: I think generally that's where the public are at. And uh, anything after that, so be it. But right now, uh, when you have to pay almost 3000 for a one-bedroom in some cases mm-hmm. in Vancouver proper, uh, that's not a good thing, that's for sure.